Welcome to the Daily Brew Podcast. At DST, we're here with Michael Cuevas, pitcher for the Nationals. Uh, San Antonio local, got drafted out of high school uh, in 2019, 23rd round. And now he uh, is here with us today during this offseason. And he's been here for a couple of years, right? Like five now, I think. Yeah. Four or five years. So ever since the facility opened, pretty much, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So how how has that been? Like, how cool has it been watching the facility grow? Because... I was, you know, I'm I'm a newer guy up here, but I yeah. know that the facility at the beginning was like completely <laughs> different from what it is now. Oh yeah, definitely. Um I was here whenever Trey was actually working out here as a player. So, Dang. I mean, it was fairly, <laughs> yeah, that says a lot. That's old. <laughs> um as far yeah, no, it's it's definitely made leaps and bounds as far as developments. Um I mean, yeah, we got we finally got ninety pound dumbbells. So yeah, ninety pound dumbbells. Been asking for those for a while. Yeah. You guys have been having to skip over that. We're good now. <laughs> go from go from eighty five to the hundreds real quick. I was I was never worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I was good. Um, and then you know I know that there's like been some uh, changes in the weight room. I know that you know, uh, DST has always like provided like good coaches and stuff like that. But for sure, what do you think that your experience has been over these five years like? Who do you think has been like super impactful for your career? Um, it was obviously I've known Mo since since high school, um, and I didn't get it at the time, but he was actually a really good coach. But stubborn yeah. high school stuff. Um, and then who I don't remember how exactly they got me here because um, I was at some other place, and then mm. I came in here, did a couple workouts. We had um, DK at the time, and he I just loved his energy in the weight room, and he was really pushing for all the athletes to just you know break boundaries break limits and stuff like that so that was really fun it was nice to be around a lot of other pro guys too um and just everybody with the same mindset as you yeah and then i haven't haven't left since it was it was great all around I mean, so did you start right now. did you start working out up here uh your like senior year of high school or was it whenever you got drafted i think it, it was shortly after i was drafted okay i think i want to say it was 2020 um, like right in the middle-ish or end of 2020, I got in here and then never never went back. Yeah. So take me, obviously getting drafted out of high school, it's a really big accomplishment. You're committed to UIW beforehand. Mm -hmm. What was like, what do you say like your process was throughout high school? How did that go? How did you talk to pro scouts? How was the UIW conversations, like stuff like that? Yeah, it was, it was funny because I, I was on JV my freshman year. I wasn't very tall, wasn't I'm still not very big, but like where'd you go to high was school? even smaller. I went to Brennan High School. Okay. Um over there by SeaWorld. Um so freshman year I was on J V. Sophomore year, I was on varsity as a relieving like a relief pitcher. Mm. Um I only had a couple innings, but I threw really well in those couple of innings, so I was kind of frustrated I wasn't throwing more. So I ended up just asking the coach if I could go play J V so I could like, you know, at the time, I was a shortstop, so I was like, I would rather go get reps and get, you know, better and continue to get game situations versus kind of just sitting here on the bench on varsity just because it's varsity. Yeah. I didn't really see the point in it. So halfway through the year, I went down to JV. Um, and, I mean, I had a lot of fun. Obviously, getting to play every day is a lot better than kind of sitting down doing nothing. But I still wasn't, I wasn't throwing hard yet. And then sophomore to junior, I kind of got a little bit of a bump. Um, I hit a little growth spurt, but I still wasn't 
I think my junior year, all I did was DH. I think that's when Mo was over there too. All I yeah. did was DH, but I mean, I'm not mad about it at all. I I would just sit next to the coaches and kind of just learn the game, see how they're seeing certain situations and what where the play is and kind of just growing my knowledge of it. So I didn't, I mean, even then, it was just kind of seeing what ways I could get better, even though I'm not on the field every inning. Yeah. Um, and then, That's kind of funny. You went from DH to now you're a PO. Yeah. Yeah. It was I like a, that. It was a really interesting turnaround. Yeah. So junior um, year, uh, DH, and then and then what's going on after that? Sorry. Summer, summer going into senior year, I went to North Carolina for like part of a travel team. My pitching coach um, kind of hooked it up with them. It was with Five Star. Um, I think they're big on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went there. I was like 88, 89. I was trying to get looks at some colleges. They said all I had to do was hit 90, and I don't think I did. I think I was just sitting 89. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up getting a call from Rio Grande Valley while I was over there, and I was like, I didn't have to come to North Carolina. I could have just drove a couple hours south yeah. and <laughs> been right in front of them. So um, we went down there for a camp. My dad took me down there. And I think I threw eight pitches um, in their little scrimmage thing. I threw eight pitches. I threw like three or four fastballs. They got a hitter in there, and they said, you're only throwing fastballs again. And I was like, well, now he knows what's coming. Like, yeah. what? And it, it was still like hard for him to keep up with the hitters. So um, after those other four fastballs, they just pulled me off the field right then and there, and took me in and offered me. Um, so that was really interesting. That was the first time yeah. that happened. Um, I wasn't really getting looked at before that. Um, so then that happened. I ended up committing to them like roughly a week later. Um, to UTRGV? Yeah, to oh, RGV nice. I, I committed. Well, they took me in there right during that bullpen, uh-huh. and they just had the scholarship thing lined out ready to go. They said, like, we yeah. could sign you today if you're fine with that. And they were D1, so obviously I was interested. Mm-hmm. But – um i still took a couple days and i mean i I don't want to say i was rushed into that process but it it felt like i didn't have time to really sit on it like it felt like they just really wanted to sign me then and there which i understand yes you know as a college you want someone you want someone but i felt like i committed a little bit earlier than i should have as far as kind of rushing that decision so then i end up going down for a visit and I wasn't the biggest fan of the campus yeah. for what for what I wanted to be like studying and doing. It just mm. kind of didn't really fit the mold for what I was looking for. Yeah. So then I end up having to make that call of like, yo, like I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm decommitting and then having that conversation was interesting. Yeah. Um and then after that, I don't know, I think it was that that summer still um i get a call from utsa and then that coach ends up going to watch a couple games and he likes it too so i i went on a visit there made sure i liked the campus first was yeah. down the street so I, <laughs> I had the luxury of going there right then and, and making sure i actually enjoy it and i loved it the campus was amazing yeah and the offer wasn't as great as rgv's but I mean, I could make up for it from like living at home and all of that. So it was definitely doable. But based off of the mistake I made with RGV, I kind of held off a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
and then come I think it was playoffs senior year. Yeah. Um playoffs senior year. There was a couple of JUCOs mixed in between there. I want to say it was like right when the baseball season started. Yeah, but at this point at this point you're kind of you're starting to get your feel on the mound. You're starting yeah. to throw a little bit harder. The velo's ticking up and then now you have of course now you have the confidence from other schools actually talking yeah. to you and and whatnot. And so, you know, senior year playoff time, you're actually probably have a little bit more swag behind you. Yeah, just you a know. little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were that senior year, we had, I want to say like 12 or 13 seniors yeah. that have all been together since sophomore year. Yeah. Um, on varsity. So we, we meshed really well. We all kind of knew what we needed out of one another. And then I want to say we started out 13 or 14 and 0. Um, and high school then, season that's pretty much like yeah that's half that was, of the season <laughs> that was over over half the season yeah. and um i was throwing really well i was i think our every other game i was throwing i was going almost complete if not the full yeah um and then i actually lost us our first game that was that was not fun i was so upset and yeah. then uh on the way out my dad was like what are you hanging your head about like whatever i was like mm. i just lost us the game like what yeah. do you mean i gave up the two runs like that's not that's not going to play. And then he handed me this little, little form that had the nationals logo on top. And it was basically just inviting me to like a, a showcase. So I was like, huh. And then that's when I kind of started to click where I was like, I, it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, and obviously me not being very big, like I knew I had room for projectability. Yeah, for sure. So as long as I kind of did, did what I'm used to there and just did what I can. Um, I think it, it was, it came out really fun. And then UIW offered me a very solid scholarship. So I ended up committing there. Um, I liked the coach a lot. I really wanted to play for him. I was upset when like it came down to, you know, picking sides, but I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was great. I love the UIW campus. It was it's really nice for what yeah, I wanted been over to there study and what I wanted to do. Like, yeah, it's it's super nice. Um so then I end up going to that that draft showcase, mm -hmm. and I threw from outfield. They told me to just do everything, so I was like, okay, I didn't do infield because I mean, they, there's some really good guys. There. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I was like, I'm gonna do outfield. I talked to her with my dad. I was like, I'm gonna do outfield, and I'm just gonna throw it as hard as I can from right field to third base. Yeah. I don't care where it goes. I'm just gonna throw it as hard as I can. And I went last, and it was kind of funny because you got this little, I think I was 17. Mm -hmm. I was 17, so everybody there, it was high school and college guys that they were looking at drafting. So you had all these really big, you know, actual right fielders and actual yeah. center fielders and, like, the bigger high school guys, and they were, like, yelling out the numbers, you know, showcasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, 94, you know, 93, and I was like, I think in my pull downs, I've hit like 98, 99. So yeah. Like, we'll, we'll see. You just I'm just going to throw it as hard it. as I yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my infield glove. Uh -huh. So it was already, I don't think I caught a single pop fly that they hit. They had, <laughs> they hit, they hit ground balls. And I, I think I got one of those. Yeah. But the two fly balls they hit, I dropped both of them because I was like, you know? Yeah. I wasn't worried about that. I dropped it. I picked it up off my back foot, threw one, and they said 97. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I can work with that. And then the next one, it was the same thing. It like popped out of my glove, grabbed it, took like a little shuffle, mm -hmm. and it was like 98. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're good there. And then the next one was kind of the same thing. And then 
that's when they they do that whole like what's your name where do you go to school yeah, yeah. and um so i got that right after the outfield portion and then it was my turn to go on the mound and you could kind of just see like a couple of like the main guys there kind of rotating moving around like a couple yeah, went start behind to gather up. yeah mm -hmm. a couple went behind the, the little turtle thing and then there was like one or two behind me and i guess i was throwing hard i have no idea i actually um i think my mom had a video and i think on like the third or fourth pitch i cut my middle finger so like in the video you can see me just kind of like yeah like flicking off yeah a little bit of blood or whatever um and then yeah, I just kept throwing as hard as I could, throwing everything. Um, obviously, slider was go-to. I think they liked that a lot. And then the last, like, two pitches, one of the the scouts was like, like, how hard are you, like, like effort-wise? And I was like, I mean, I'm trying to throw strikes, you know, but, like, mm. I have something behind it. And he was like, just throw this ball as hard as you can and don't worry about where it goes. Like, yeah. I, re I really don't care where it goes. Throw it half-foot at the backstop if you need to. Just throw it as hard as you can. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I was never told that before. It was uh, always location over everything. Yeah. Um, so I did it. I threw as hard as I could. Somehow went right down the middle. And I think they had it at, like, 95-ish. Yeah. Which, I mean, 17, 155 pounds. Like, yeah, obviously, it was, it was projectability yeah. there, too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know I had that in the tank until he told me to just rip it. So Yeah. With a cut um, finger in your amp yeah, up. And I, you was already, yeah I was already, yeah. I was wired. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then after that. They kind of pulled me off to the side and just kind of had that basic conversation of like when you graduate, you know, this and that, just asking for all my info. Um, they asked to like point my dad out in the stands, I mm. guess, for another projectability. My dad's a heftier guy. So yeah. um they could kind of see like, okay, you're already taller, like you could probably throw some weight on you, like, okay, yeah. And they're like, We might be calling you. If we do, it'll be on on day three. Mm. I was like, okay, you know. Yeah, sure. I wasn't really expecting much, to be honest, just because, you know, high school kids don't really go that often. Yeah, but it had to be, it had to be like oh, it was sweet. a feeling, it you was know, sweet. just yeah. because like, and I was talking about this with, with Ryan a little bit too on the, uh, on last episode, but it's like, everybody wants to be wanted, you know? Like, oh yeah. Whenever you go to a school, you don't want to go somewhere where like, you have a coach that doesn't have full faith in you and to go somewhere where, where they're trying to say like, Hey, we want to write your name down. We want yeah, you here. Absolutely. And so like being able to have that, like that feeling and that expectation coming from a pro ball team had to be pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Especially cause I only had a couple, I think I had three D one offers and then two, two or three Juco offers. Yeah. Um, and they were really good Juco's. Like if I didn't go, to the draft i probably would have went juco mm. but i mean in my eyes it just kind of like if it came down to it i was like i don't see why i wouldn't go like yeah for sure it's not like i have a big name d1 where i could potentially get drafted earlier so it was mm. like yeah there was there was just a lot that went into that decision we can get to that um yeah so just let's let's walk through let's walk through that part and just like tell me about draft day and like you know, what day did they actually take you on? I know 23rd round, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was was the, did you have an agent at no, that point? No, no, I had no So agent. no agent, you're just kind of like just... in, in it by yourself. Yeah. You, your family there. And yeah, then... no, no, actually <laughs> no. no. So. <laughs> yeah, tell me. I, 
I don't want to say I was unconfident that I was going to get drafted because, like, I filled out the questionnaire thing, you know. Yeah. They asked when you think you should get drafted or I've whatever. only ever heard about those. So. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, it's just, like, a bunch of realism, like, you know, your basic. It's yeah. honestly the same stuff you see in video games. And I think yeah. one of the questions was, like, do you return the shopping cart when you finish grocery shopping? I was like, yeah, who doesn't? I didn't think <laughs> – I didn't think that much into it. Yeah. Um, and then I actually forgot about the draft. Mm-hmm. Like I, I obviously knew day one who went first, you know. Yeah. Um, I knew the Nats first round pick, like stuff like that. But I, I forgot to keep up with it. And then I don't remember exactly what day it was, but it was day three of the draft. And I think. I think I had school that morning. Mm hmm. Um, but it was like a, a half day because we were doing our finals. So it was the very end of the school year. And I went to Chick-fil-A <laughs> to get breakfast yeah. or get food. Yeah. Um, and then the Lord's I had just, food. Yeah. I had just, <laughs> I had just finished eating my chicken nuggets. Yeah. And then I got a call from his number and I just kind of like, I was like, oh, I forgot that's today. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. So then I just answered it. He said, like, congrats. The Nationals took you in the 23rd round. Like, we're excited to see you. Like, we'll work out the details later. But, like, yeah, we, we drafted you. And I just hung up, and I was just standing there. Like, huh. That's uh. Sorry, I think out of the corner of my eye, I just saw Jaden almost yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> heard it. Yeah, if they're watching it on, on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I heard it. heads up in the bullpens in the back. Yeah. So, anyway, you get, you get the call. They took you, and you're just, like, in shock. Yeah. yeah. No, I was really – I couldn't even really process what he said before like yeah. my high school coach called me and then my select coach called me and I was like, how do y'all even know? Like, yeah. y'all actually watching the Yeah, they were draft? watching the live. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't. I feel bad because like I forgot it was that day. But yeah, no, it was it was awesome. And then, um, yeah, it just came down to like they called me again later like that day or the next day. And it was like, are you are you seriously interested in like, you know, coming like this and that. And I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm sold on the draft. Like as long as the numbers look right mm-hmm. and I, I get certain things like, like school taken ter- care of, then yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just decided to take it. <laughs> Did he get it? <laughs> yeah, that's got it. That's on the, that's, that's there gonna, it is. That's gonna be on the. Uh, that's gonna that's be clipped. That's on DST's TikTok <laughs> for sure. That's gonna be clipped. Jaden just dying. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Looks like an ankle. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, That'll do it. Yeah, that's that's awesome though. So, whenever whenever you're like actually thinking about the draft and you got all those finer details worked out and stuff like that, like how pumped was your family how pumped was like were you like to know that oh yeah you know i um, i know that me and you have talked a little bit about school before and like in all in all honesty like if i didn't go to school to play baseball then i have no idea if i would have gone to school or not like it's you know my wife is is uh the academic you know person <laughs> and, how and it me it's just like players. yeah i uh i worked really hard for you know what i could do but my uh my favorite phrase that I like will never forget was my JUCO coach. Like kids would go up and ask him to take a test. They'd be like, "Hey, you know, I got to go take a test. I'm gonna miss the first half of practice and you know, cleaning it up a little bit." My coach would be like, "Did you come here to you come here to play baseball or play school?" Yeah, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Anyway, get get to get to the the draft. I wouldn't have minded JUCO. Um, Yeah. 
So it was funny. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it was funny because I remember talking to my dad about it. Like when stuff kind of started, like, or like, hey, this is an actual possibility. Like I was like, I should just get drafted out of high school. That way I don't have to go to college. Because like I'm not bad at school. Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm decently smart. Yeah. I just really like, I think it would have been different in college because then I'm actually like working towards something that I want to do. But mm. At least for me in high school, it was really hard to focus. Like my favorite subject was math, and then like English, I just kind of couldn't really yeah. get behind it. It just wasn't that interesting to me. Um, obviously, I still did it. I was still top seven percent. So mm -hmm. Not try bad. in school. Yeah, not but, bad. <laughs> yeah, try in school, but um, yeah, no, college just really seemed like a route that I would take if I needed to, but well, yeah, I mean, a lot better one would have been getting drafted. Well, so. yeah, whenever whenever you're in your position, it's like, of course, everybody always says, has a, like, have a plan B, have this. But, you know, like I've heard other people kind of talk. It's like, of course, the famous thing is like Derek Jeter saying, like, there was never a plan B, you know? Yeah, mine, and, I think, I don't remember who said it, but it was plan, plan A never fails. If there's like no plan B or something like yeah. that, like kind of like a burn your bridges yeah. mindset. So yeah, and I, I think that that's you know like admirable in a in a way because you know you had faith in yourself and you had confidence yeah. in your abilities and in any sport like you can't walk around and and not be this cocky person. Yeah, like of course you uh, like I think that you're extremely humble, especially the way you carry yourself around here. But like it's every every guy, lines. yeah, in every guy lines, has a. You, they, they're the best person there. They engage the mechanism. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So college just would have been like a, a stepping stool for you. Pretty much. Like that, that seems like it would be the mindset because now you have the confidence that the nationals are interested. So who else could be interested? Yeah. And college just would have been like a tier that was college, just the next step. College, in my opinion, I talked a lot about it with my dad because obviously mm -hmm. we had UIW, really good school. Like I could have got my degree during my time being there and, yeah, private you know, school still education. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it came down to like, what is what is the ultimate goal? Mm -hmm. And I was, I said, you know, obviously to make MLB. Like that's, you know, what we're trying to do here. That's why I've been playing baseball since I was like three years old. Like, yeah, there was that that ultimate goal in mind, and he was like, okay, we have. I mean, you have like you have the opportunity to start that now. Mm. Like you can you could put yourself on a completely different level right now to do that or you could go to college and you know try to throw well and try to get drafted higher and not get hurt in the process and this and that just to make more money yeah and i was like okay like i'm confident in myself if the ultimate goal wasn't to make money the ultimate goal was to make mlb and you know i wasn't too worried about the draft money luckily you know my dad worked hard enough in his career that i didn't really have to work or do any of that or like try and provide for myself you yeah know? so i was like okay i could just commit to it now start now at 17 mm -hmm. versus coming out of college at you know 21 22 and being at, at square one like that's just time lost in my opinion so yeah because now you have you know yeah a couple I, of years under your belt yeah i'm already. going into to year six if you count the COVID year yeah going into year six younger than and you're some of the guys we dropped out of college. 24? 22. 20, yeah. Yeah. I mean, six um, going on year six at 22 years old. Yeah. And you still have the projectability. You still mm -hmm. have the the arm action. I like whenever I watch you throw, 
you know, you have your tall, lanky three quarter slot, your ball mm -hmm. has like a stupid amount of life. Yeah. And then, you know, whenever I even caught you that one time, yeah. whenever I was catching you, your slider's disgusting. I mean, like six <laughs> years, yeah, six years. It's like whenever you're, whenever you go to the next level on anything, it's like, you're trying to get those reps and you're trying to see, of mm -hmm. course the game goes faster each and every single step. Right. Yeah. And so now you've already like gotten to this tier, which is pro ball where yeah. the game is fast. Yeah. And was... now you have six years of still that climb under your belt. And yeah, that's, that's it pretty was, sick. It was great. Yeah. No, it's funny you say that. Cause going from, you know, high school, I'm not, I'm not bashing on, you know, Texas high school baseball in any way, but like, it's nothing compared to pro ball. Like, no, of course you not. have. Man, um, I'd be, I, I hope yeah. that's any yeah. high school baseball. I hope so. Yeah. Um, and we have, you know, our Latin guys that we draft from the other countries that throw, you know, 95 plus, and they're also the same age as me. And then yeah. you have the other hitters. That, I mean, it just sounds different off of everybody's bat. Now the, you know, better college hitters are like your seven, eight, nine hitters in pro ball. So yeah. it was, you know, being 17, like I also signed at 17. My dad had to co-sign my contract with me. Wow. Because I wasn't legal yeah. to <laughs> sign it myself. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really kind of nerve wracking at first. I didn't really know like what I could and couldn't do and how I should and shouldn't act and this and that. Yeah. Um, and I remember like the first outing I had, I was nervous. Like I was, I was kind of shaking a little bit. I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, like this is going to be like how I'm remembered for X amount of time. Like as it either went really well or went really bad. And yeah. I guess one of the other college guys that, that was freshly drafted too. He was he was from Curacao actually. Mm -hmm. He was like, "You up next?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, like I got the next inning." He was like, "Just do your thing. Like you wouldn't be here if they didn't want you to do what you were already doing." And I was like, "You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like hitting's hard. Why am I making it easier for him? Just mm -hmm. go out there and throw. And if I face three guys, the best case scenario, one of them's gonna get a hit. Yeah. So that's all right. We can work with that. And then my first hitter." was a three-pitch strikeout. That was... Confidence through the oh, roof yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was still yeah, a surge of energy going. Um, and then I think the second hitter got like a... It was either the first or second pitch, single. Third hitter got a line out to right field. Yeah. And like another two pitches. And then the last dude, I think on the first pitch, grounded out to second base. I was done. So I think in my first pro ball outing, pitches. I threw like nine, <laughs> nine or ten pitches. Yeah. And they were like, that's it, you're done. And then I was kind of like still amped up. I was like like shaking a little bit. I was like, that's Probably it. Probably wired like, off some caffeine yeah, too and the adrenaline that just happened. Yeah, everything. I was like, okay, thanks. They were like, great job. I was like, yeah, okay. yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. And then just went and sat down, took my spikes off, put my shoes on. And I was like, huh, that went well. Yeah. That went well. And then. Every outing after that went went fairly well. I don't want to brag, but like I had I had a zero up until the last game I played in, wow. in my rookie year as a reliever. So it, it went really well. That's sick. Yeah, it went really well. Um, and it, there's there's certain moments where it's, I think I feel like as a as a younger guy, especially a high school guy, they just try to put you in situations to see how you act, what you can handle, mm -hmm. how mature you are, how you can act. And I remember one specifically where I came in in the, I think it was the eighth inning or it was the ninth. 
I think it was, no, it was the ninth inning because mm-hmm. I had I had a two inning stint. It was the ninth inning. Um, we were tied, and I I went out, got my three outs, was done, and then we went to the tenth. And then the tenth in Pro Bowl now. They had just implemented the ghost runner on second. So they were like, are you good to go out for 10? I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. And then so we go out there, and the first hitter puts a bunt, gets a single off of it. It's first and third. Yeah. No outs. So I was like, okay, that's not ideal. Like, you you got to go infield in to cut them down at home. Like, you, yeah. can't, you can't let them score, obviously. Um, and then my manager ends up intentionally walking the next guy. So mm-hmm. now I have bases loaded, no outs, and I'm just in the a 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid. And I was like, huh, yeah, well, this isn't going <laughs> to be sucks. on me if we lose. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be – we'll take this to 14 innings, but I'm not going to be the one that loses this game for us. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So I just kind of, like, took a second. This was before the clock was there. So I kind of went behind the mound, looked around. I was like, okay, we got bases loaded, no outs. What do we have? And I think it was righty. So I was like, okay, I can I can work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, and I wasn't a big strikeout guy. I never really have been. And high school was different because it yeah. was velo. But in pro yeah. ball, it's. I was like, all right, not a big strikeout guy. I think I only had like eight or nine up to that point in like thirteen innings. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just below average. So I was like, okay, I need a ground ball or a shallow fly ball. Yeah, and then. I just kind of saw his warm-up swing, so I was like, okay, like, we're going to shoot for, like, a shallow fly ball somewhere. Maybe we can try and double him off. If they want to score, if they want to try and go home on a shallow fly ball, we can work with that. Yeah. I'll take that all day. So I get the shallow fly ball to center. My center fielder had a cannon of an arm. They didn't test him. I was like, okay, we're good. One out, for, base is still loaded. Yeah. Now I just need a double play. Same thing. I think another righty comes in, and I think within, like, two or three pitches, we got him – roll over to short and mm-hmm. I had so much confidence in our middle infielders or in my middle infielders that whole year. So I started walking off the field, which I guess makes sense. Like it, we either won or lost in that second. So yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm just, I started walking off the field, didn't look at anything behind me. I trusted them to get it done and they, they made it happen. We got the double play, got out of there and they said like, yeah, no, you're good. Like whatever. And I think that kind of showed them that, that maturity level of like, being able to stay calm in that situation yeah. and also the confidence to just be like, no, nah, it wasn't going to be me losing that game if we did lose. Yeah, I would sure. say that that showed like, that. first of all, it showed your composure, mm-hmm. you know, at such a young age, being able to actually control your emotions and being able to like take that gather, being able to look around. You were, you know, had knowledge of the game. You knew what you were trying to get done. And then it also shows like your competitiveness, you know, mm-hmm. you went up there and you're like, this isn't going to be me. Like, yeah, this isn't absolutely. how I'm going to be thought of. Yeah, you, you I know? wasn't going to be – my first year there as, you know, this young kid, like, no, nah, I was not going to have that on me. Yeah, that's um, sick. Stuff. But mm-hmm. I know that obviously, like, since Trevi works out up here, like, obviously he's a guy that takes people under their wing. Yeah, I know that, like, all the pitchers up here – absolutely love the fact that he's here because he provides so much input and because he's a because he's a big leaguer like you respect his opinion so much and like you actually listen to what he has to say and he knows how your stuff plays compared to like how somebody that's pitching on tv every single day plays so you know i know that he's caught you know for you a couple times and stuff Mm -hmm. like that how do you how do you like like having him up here 
how do you think the atmosphere changes? Like, how do you like having other guys that are probably at different levels than you up here? Like, walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, no, that's that's one of my favorite parts, honestly. Because um, I feel like as a pitcher, you need a catcher with confidence. Because mm -hmm. then that just makes you that much better. So, like, you know, not to bash on any of the college guys because they're great. I mean, they, they catch us well. But it's it's a lot different when you have somebody like Trevi there who just knows, like, the little tiny – the tiny quirks to get you to kind of hit spots just a little bit better than, you know, a college kid would, which yeah. I mean, as expected. And he's just such a student of the game. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with your slider and you're like trying to get it down in a way as a righty, like he'll set up down in a way, but he'll flash the glove over here just to give you a target on where to start it. Mm -hmm. And it's just little stuff like that, that helps you out as a pitcher that, I mean, is just next level stuff. Um, for me personally, like the thing I remember most is I I was straight four seam up until twenty twenty two. And in twenty twenty two, like the Nets said with my arm slot and like how I how I manipulate the ball, I should start looking into throwing like sinkers or two seams. And that year was a rough year. It was a struggling year because I just could not find the feel for that pitch. Yeah. But they they had a lot of confidence and they just kind of let me struggle which I think is huge for my development because they were like, we know it's probably not going to go well. You're going to walk a good amount of guys. We're like, you need to commit to throwing this sinker so that when you do feel it and it comes to you, like it, it'll be that much better yeah, and easier. Yeah, it's going to change your game. Yeah. So um, I still didn't have quite the feel for it yet at the end of that year. So this would have been last offseason. Mm -hmm. um, and... Trevi I threw a bullpen to Trevi come like right around spring training time and he was like why are you kind of bouncing around so much and I was like well because I want a tunnel you know yeah that's was my big thing is oh I want a tunnel you know this fastball or this sinker with this change up and then I'm going to bounce over and throw this four seam with this slider and then yeah I want to go slider change up just tunneling a lot of stuff in game scenario and he was like that's not the wrong idea but he he helped me out and he was like how about you just throw you know four sinkers in this spot every time and then you get your four and then you move on you know now we go to three fastballs over there three sliders two more sinkers two more change-ups and it it helped me develop so much more feel for all of my pitches because if you have the feel for all of them then you can mix them up whenever you want but like if i'm struggling to throw a good sinker and then I'm bouncing away from it right away and throwing another bad changeup. Well, then mm -hmm. that, that doesn't help me at all versus, like, if I throw four sinkers in a row and get the feel for it, then I know I can throw a changeup and come back to the sinker and still have feel for it. So yeah. that, that was the biggest part um, that helped me the most and kind of getting better with control stuff. And then this year, it wasn't – I mean, it wasn't a terrible year, but it wasn't – I know I can do a lot better. It was just figuring out – how to perfect that that sinker profile because yeah I'd, I'd throw some that were just two seams i would throw some that wouldn't even two seam a lot it would kind of just barely drift over and then i'd throw some sinkers that were really good so it was just finding that really good sinker yeah over the year and then i think obviously this off season has gotten a lot better so i'm excited for what for this spring training that's sick that you just like you went in, you attacked, you proved yourself, and now the this organization that you're with is giving you so many opportunities and stuff yeah. like that. I think that that's really cool. Yeah, no, it was great. I actually went in as a reliever, and I was just so efficient. Like, all of my innings, I think 
if you pull it up, I want to say my stats, like pitches per inning, my rookie year were like eight, mm-hmm. eight or nine maybe. Which um, was incredible. Yeah. It was <laughs> just filling up the zone, whatever yeah. happens, happens. Yeah. Going from there. Um, and then my 2021 season, I was in low A. So I, I got out of rookie ball, went to low A. And the first outing I had there was – I think it was a 4.2 scoreless relief appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I gave up like one hit and I did it, what was it, 4.2? I think I did it in like 40 pitches, 43 pitches. Jeez. So it was, yeah, extremely efficient. Yeah. So then ever since then I went, I, I started and they're like, okay, yeah, you're just, you're going to start. And I was supposed to start the home opener because that was the first week of of rookie ball yeah and i was supposed to start the home opener on tuesday at the brand new stadium for fredericksburg mm-hmm. um and then i got covid so i had to go down <laughs> i had to go Jeez. down to florida which honestly i don't think was was as bad as it sounds just because i got to go down to florida and kind of build back up but build up as a starter yeah and kind of learn from there so um i had a couple outings down in florida as a starter i went back up and I think I relieved like once or twice, just waiting for like a spot to open up for starting. And then once we sent somebody up to to high A, then I took over that starting spot. Yeah. And then since then I've just been starting. And this it, was last year? His favorite. No, this was twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. So I was still kinda new to starting in twenty twenty two when they gave me that sinker. Yeah. So I think it was just a mix of I had went up a level. This is my first full year starting. And now I just Kind of had to get rid of my fastball that I've known for you know five six years or however long I've been pitching at the time to learning a completely different pitch that I think the numbers are for starters are like you have to throw fastball like at least thirty five forty percent of the time yeah to let your other off speeds play so I mean I was going up facing hitters and it was like all right here's a two seam that I don't know is going to do and then it's one mm-hmm. zero and I'm like okay well I have to try and get back in the count to do it again okay here's two zero. And then, I mean, I think the only reason I didn't do worse was because I had really good feel for my slider. So when I did get to that point, sometimes I would just throw three in a row and yeah. just be done with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was another thing for me that kind of opened my eyes where they were like, your, our pitching coordinator came in and was like, you're young. Like, you might not see the vision with it yet, but like, we need you to get this sinker down. So yeah. just keep throwing it and keep trusting it. And like, when you get the feel, like it's going to be a game changer and now that I do have a feel for it I can see where it's all kind of coming together and um yeah they told me like when I got drafted it was going to be a long-term project thing yeah so that was the other worry was being such a late late round pick like I didn't know how much leeway I'd have in that but you know it's it's been really it seems like it's played so far yeah you know (laughs) it's been really really important too where did you uh where did you end the year last year I ended in double a I was in double a all year yeah Awesome. And then, so how do you think that the off season went up here? And then what are your goals for this upcoming year? What do you think that you're going to be doing? Um, I mean, you have to keep learning the game. The older you or like the higher levels, you, the more levels you go up, you really have to keep learning the game. And it's, it's a different way to pitch at every level. And, yeah, you know, especially like double A, you're facing all of these hitters that are debuting, you know, weeks after you face them. And it was like, yeah, yeah I remember him. He was pretty good. Um, so it's learning how to pitch to specific hitters rather than just like a team's approach. Mm-hmm. 
um, learning what swings are induced by what and, you know, what takes look like and what are good takes, what are bad takes, just a bunch of stuff like that. This offseason, like, I feel like that for me personally, like I've seen the strides that you made in the weight room. Mm -hmm. uh, this is my first offseason with you. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't really have a baseline for you other than, yeah. you know, week one or two, you know, that I first yeah, yeah. saw you. But it seems like that you handle your business like a professional. I've seen the weight gains that you've made in the weight room. I mean, like you were split squatting like 405. So yeah. that's pretty nuts. But, um, you know, I think that you, you've handled your business on that end. But how do you feel personally that the offseason went like in this facility? How do you think the weight training went? How do you? How do you like the, you know, atmosphere of all the pitchers here? How do you, you know, how did Trey handle his stuff? What did all that look like for you this offseason? No, I mean, it, it was great. Honestly, if you ask me, I think it was some of the best that it's been. Um, it's also some of the most pro guys that we've had here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Evan's great with his programming and stuff. Um, he, he definitely made sure it, it catered to what we needed specifically. Um, and I, I really enjoy that because obviously, you know, me and, and Craig aren't going to have the same type of stuff. Cause... Yeah, Craig being 6'1", six, 6'2", six, six, two, 230 pounds probably. Yeah. So it, <laughs> a it, position player turned pitcher. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm just really glad it wasn't just a basic like, okay, we're all going to do the same thing when it's like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, I, don't, I don't mind doing speed work, but I'm, I'm a lot faster person, yeah. like just a quick twitch, so I feel like I need to work on the – the strength part and then i know the speed will be there and then you know just vice versa for other bigger people who yeah know the strength is there but need the speed so i'm, I'm really happy with the way evan handles that um and then as far as trey trey goes with the pitching development side i, I think it's been awesome obviously getting the track man was huge um and helping everybody be able to be a lot more consistent with their pitches like it, it's a different game when you can throw a pitch and have an idea of what you felt mm -hmm. versus you can throw a pitch think oh i felt this way and then you look at it and you see it's a completely different pitch and you're like okay yeah now i know that that's what caused that so and then just finding different cues until you can look at the numbers and see consistency and find one that works yeah it seems like to me that you almost can't have a pitching department without a track man now. Yeah. Because, like, I, I saw how they ran it in the fall, right? Yeah. I saw how they yeah. ran it in the summer, and everything was great. I mean, we have a gun built in, whatever. And, of course, like, Trey has a great eye. Uh, Daryl that used to work up here has a great eye. Jaden has a great eye. Like, all these yeah. people know what they're talking about, but actually being able to see the amount of data that comes from a track man is, like, yeah. nuts. And mm -hmm. I think that, like, because I know that I know that Evan talks to like everybody's strength coaches. I know that Trey talks to y'all's pitching directors, coordinators, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And for him to be able to have access to that data and be able to relay like accurate information for everybody, I feel like yeah. that's a next level thing. It's I mean, as far as as far as like high school or youth or or anything younger than that goes, I don't think it's really necessary. Yeah, it's not do or die. I think the only thing you really need is maybe a radar gun. Mm -hmm just so you can see progressions you're making based off of like what work you're putting in. But once you get to like a collegiate and pro level, I think you really do need either a rap soda or a track man just yeah. to build that consistency. Cause I mean, in high school I could throw a fastball in the bottom right corner, you know, probably six, six, seven times out of 10. 
And if you want me to be honest, they probably none of them were the same pitch. They were yeah. just in the same spot. So, yeah. like, I would cut one. I would sink one. I would throw just a regular four seam on one of them. But I was just worried about the spot. So, and once you get to, like, a pro ball level, like, you got to know what your pitch is going to do 99% of the time. Like, yeah. if I'm having an off day, that can affect what my pitch is doing. Because that happened a couple of times this year where I would, you know, not be feeling great, feel a little sore, just tired or something, you know, and it would affect the way my pitches moved to a point where it was harder to throw strikes. And then that's when you kind of realize that you need that consistency and that feel so that, you know, the only thing that might get affected on a day when you're a little sore or whatever is your velo might be down, you know, one mile an hour, two yeah. miles an hour. But yeah, but at you least can still you see compete. the profile. Yeah, you can still compete with your pitches. Cause, yeah. I mean, especially being a sinker ball guy, if I'm, you know, 90, 91 instead of, you know, 92, 93, 94, like, it's it's a difference, but it it's still a sinker. It's still really hard to hit. So if I know what it's doing every time, I can still compete. Versus, yeah. you know, if I'm down three miles an hour and also you have no my idea. pitch is a completely different <laughs> yeah. pitch, then it, it just makes for a not fun time at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, the the trackman definitely helps with that. That's awesome. And then I know that you were kind of like talking to me a little bit before this about Mo. Like, how do you think that over this past five years, like, how do you think that, like, he's influenced you? Like, how do you think that, he, uh, you know, I know that he handles his business well, but yeah. give me your thoughts. So when, <laughs> he might not like me. <laughs> um, when we had him in high school, it was, for me, obviously being, I was like 15, 16 when, yeah. when I had him. So just a stubborn high school kid, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was really tough because we knew, he knew what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. But there were certain times when, like, we'd take ground balls or whatever, and he just, like, yells at you. Not yells like that, but he's just like, hey, touch the fence. Yeah. And you don't know why. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you did wrong. There was no, no like, explanation really for it. So we just go touch the fence, come back, and we're all talking amongst each other in the line. Yeah. Like, what'd you see? Like, did was it my hands, like, legs? Like, uh -huh. was my head not up? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. And I thought that one was my best one today. So, yeah. and then just... He had, he was teaching us like college and like he played pro in Mexico. So mm. like, you know, pro level drills that we couldn't really comprehend yet. And the thing for me is I'm a big why person. Like yeah. I want to know why I'm doing a specific drill, like what I'm supposed to feel. Um, Cause I'm a big why and feel. So mm -hmm. like why I do, you know, you do certain movements to get in certain positions in certain situations of the game. So like, I remember one drill he had us do and it felt so dumb. <laughs> and I just was not like locked into it. So I was yeah. like, I don't know what this is working on. Uh -huh. I'm not, I'm not sure where this comes into play. So I didn't really buy into it until one day we were taking ground balls and I felt that exact movement. And I was like, Oh, oh. I, see. I see. The light bulb came on. Um, yeah. And it all just kind of clicked together, but I was like, it, it would have been nice to know that rather than just kind of like following blindly and just mm -hmm. assuming that this is what's going to work. Um, but I think he's grown a lot since then. So like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen him with the younger guys here. Yeah. I can, I can hear him explaining stuff a lot better and, and really figuring out how to explain it to like high school kids versus, you know, 12 to 13 year olds versus like, you're a lot younger guys that yeah. need it in very basic terms. So he, for he's sure. been great for sure.
That's awesome. I didn't know that he had that uh that level of uh grittiness in him. Oh yeah. I gotta bring it out of him sometime. Oh <laughs> play spike ball with him. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. He humbled me already, so I do know that one. But yeah. <laughs> uh uh what do you what do you think that your goals are just kind of like wrapping up this conversation? What do you think your goals are for this this upcoming season? What you, or what are you looking forward to? What's um, what's going through your head on it? Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm really excited. I think everything all the work that's been put in here is is going to show. I think I'm finally at a point where I'm confident in what my pitchers are going to do and, and with my pitching IQ and sequencing. So it, I'm just really excited to go out there and have fun pitching rather than like feel like I'm constantly focusing on something different rather mm -hmm. than, than getting someone out. Yeah. With what it comes down to. It's um, a kid's game, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep on having it's fun. It's a kid's game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, ideally, the goal is to you know make it. But as long I think, as long as I stay healthy and and do my thing and let my pitches work and trust in myself and my teammates and all of that, that it'll it'll be a really good year. Yeah, good things are headed your way. And then I like to wrap up like conversation with something you know like just random question, general question. But okay. number one complaint of the podcast last time was there was no brew. For the daily brew so now you hooked us up with some coffee what'd you get what are you working with right there a little dutch bros action you hooked me up to what do you get today i have a dutch bros i think it's called a caramelizer yeah <laughs> uh, i think it's just a caramel mocha there you uh, go i don't really know it looked good and it had caramel in it so i got it solid pick yeah hey man well i appreciate talking to you today i yeah. wish you nothing but the best of luck Thank and then you, for having you know me. i appreciate all the work that you put in here and i think that it's going to pay off and Looking forward to continue to watch you do your thing uh, this this season. And then, I, of course, I hope to see you in pro ball soon. And, you know, I think that with how you handle yourself, how you've uh, matured, you know, even this offseason, in my opinion, like how I've seen you uh, handle your business, I think that a lot of good things are coming your way. So I'm sure. excited. Thank you. Yep, yeah, again, thank you for having me. Yeah, Michael Cuevas, uh, pitcher for the Nationals, San Antonio local. Hopefully you catch them soon on the bigs. Appreciate it. Thank you.